Can I hear an amen to that? God's going to do it. Because we're speaking it today in his name. God will make that possible for everyone sharing the sound of my voice. This is what God really wants for us. We have to take it to heart. God wants to bless you. Amen. God wants to bless you. God's not fighting with you. He doesn't hate you. He loves you. And wants to bless you. You have to believe that in your heart. That God, this almighty God, the God that created the whole world, wants to bless you. That's what the scripture tells us. God wants to bless you. And if you believe otherwise, you believe a lie. Because it came that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. That was, that was his mission. And Jesus will not fail in accomplishing his mission. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. He wants you to have that. That's God's will for your life. Abundant life. That's his will. Any other thing is a lie coming from the enemy. The father of lies, Jesus called him. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God sent his son to bless us. To bless us. And if you read, his first, after he was raised, he, in, in Acts, he said he sent him to bless us. After he was raised from the dead, the thing he had in his mind from God was to bless us. This is always God's will. In Genesis chapter 1, from verse 27, it says, Then God blessed them. Right after they were created, God blessed them. After you are born again, Amen, God blessed you. Can I hear an amen? If God did that with Adam and Eve after they were created, you were born again, a new creature in Christ, according to the scriptures, you were born again, so now you are renewed, just like Adam, and God did what? First thing he did was what? He blessed them. So you are blessed also. God has blessed you. If you read that scripture, it tells us, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. How many believe they are new creations today? According to the scriptures, you are a new creation. After he created them, can you get that scripture? He blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful. I mean, we're not, in these days, we're not just talking about children. Amen? God blessed you to be fruitful in everything you do. If we don't know it, 
If we are ignorant, then Satan takes advantage of us. But when you know it, and you believe it, and begin to confess it, because God wants you to be fruitful, not just having children, in everything you do. Every area of your life, God wants it to be fruitful. You know why? He blesses his name. For his name's sake. He blesses his name. When, God, when the people can see God at, at work in your life, blessing you, and you are being fruitful, things that seem tough become easy because God is working with you, and people can see it, and then they begin to bless the God. What's going on in your life? I'm a believer. I was hearing from Pastor R today, you know, people are walking around him. They can tell something is different because God is blessing him so much. I, I just didn't listen because I knew what had happened a few years back for two and a half years. Two and a half years. I mean, to me as a pastor, it was a serious pain to see what was going on. I knew something, this guy, he has the gifts. What's going on here? And since that time, once God, as God started to bless him, I've never seen a downturn. It's always been all the way. All the way. Today he was talking to me, and I hope he doesn't get mad at me, but he was talking to me about his business. We're talking about millions now. Millions. Al told me years ago, even at the time he was hurting, he told me, Pastor, I believe I'm going to write a 50,000 check one day. It's still in his mind. And God is making it happen. Divine acceleration. Divine acceleration for your life. Think big. Be fruitful and multiply. We're not just talking about kids now. Because this is scripture. In every area of your life, God wants you to multiply. Be fruitful. Multiply. Take charge. Amen? Take charge. Let them look up to you. Can God do this? Yes. Yes. If you think about yourself and your gifts and what you have, that's not enough. But when you add God to what you have, guess what? Divine acceleration. God begins to work in your life. We're not just talking about Something that is not real. This is real. God created the world. He loves you. He loves you. And because of his love for you, he's always on your side. All you have to do is dream. Something bigger than yourself. Have it in your mind. This is what I want. Because the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Amen. And you are righteous if you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Think something bigger than yourself that God will do for your life. If you just think small, 
That's what God will do for you. You know, it's like this vision we have about reaching millions of people. Most churches, we're a small church. We're not a very big church. How are we going to do this, Pastor? Pastor, tell us how we're going to reach this million. But God has provided. I was amazed. The first day we talked about this, this vision, in one, even before I mentioned it in the church, first thing, the same Saturday, it was an amazing thing. I was talking to somebody about the vision, and all of a sudden I got a text for $20,000. And then another $20,000 in one day, even before the Sunday that I mentioned it to you, because God was involved in it. $40,000 before I came to church, I felt like I, I, I danced. <laughs> it was an amazing thing. It, it's like you're talking and then all of a sudden this text comes in, $20,000 coming to the church on Sunday. And I said, wow, $20,000 for this vision, this is wonderful. And then another $20,000. Even before, And then the second time, we were going to, uh, you know, we got much light now. Cameras and all of that. We talked about, uh, we're going to raise $25. I was saying, God help me, $25 for, plus everything we're doing, and need help. And then all of a sudden, even before the Saturday, Sunday morning, I got a check. I was shocked. If I recall correctly, it was about close to $6,000 or so, if I can remember back. Give me, give me right. About that. $5,000. Five. And I was da- almost dancing. Pastor, Pastor Larry came around. I, 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 was so, I was so filled with joy. I can't believe this. I haven't even said a word. Now $5,000, about $5,000 is coming. And then I got another $8,000. Even before I walked into the sanctuary. Tells me, God, when he's ready to do a work, he doesn't hold back. Divine acceleration, he never holds back. There may be a time when you're waiting on him, but when that time comes, he moves so fast, you won't believe it. No. I take that back. You will believe it. (laughs) You will believe it. The Bible, I'm going to talk about something here. 2 Peter 3, verse 8. Just to tell you what I'm talking about. But beloved... Do not forget this one thing. Okay? Don't forget this one thing. That with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. One day is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. I used to read the scripture. What does this really mean? You mean I got to wait for a thousand years? I won't be around. I've waited for a thousand years. 
But what he's actually saying to us is there is a season and there is a time. Amen? There is a season and there is a time. There is a time when you're preparing a dinner. Probably you spend some time getting the ingredients together, right? And after the ingredients, uh, uh, you put them together. And, and we got a good smell coming from what you're doing. And now we're ready to eat. There is a time with God. It's not saying a thousand years. Sure, nobody's going to be here if it's a thousand years. We're all gone. But it says a day is like a thousand years. What does that mean? When God's ready to do a work, one day is too long for him. He's ready to do it, and things will begin to happen in your life, and you won't believe. He comes, he hits you one way, and you're about to dance and rejoice, and then the next, he hits you another way, and, and everything seems to be falling, to get, falling together. And I had a man I read about, he said God was blessing him so much from every angle. He says, God, I, are you sure I'm doing everything right? I'm, do I have sin in my life? Why are, where is this thing coming? Is this supposed to tempt me? Or what, what's going on, God? I'm just blessing you. Amen? I'm just blessing you. You are blessed. Every one of you, you are blessed. Regardless of where your situation is, regardless of the situation in your life, God sent His Son to bless you. You are blessed. I wish we all know this. No matter what you are going through, you are a blessed person. Because you know Jesus. He's in your life. You may be going through something, but even though you're going through it, God's getting you somewhere. If he tells you where he's getting you, you just want to get there immediately. But there is a path to it, okay? You have to walk the walk. And God gets you there. I think about the silent years uh, between uh, Malachi And Matthew, it's about 400 years. They call it silent years. There were a lot of, of, of evil, a lot of wars and all of that during that period, but nobody was hearing from God that much. For 400 years, God was just, just a few people he walked with at that time. But then when you get to Matthew, to me, it's like the silent years, and then all of a sudden, now they are seeing angels everywhere. Angels with Zechariah in the temple, nothing like that happened. Angels were everywhere. I mean, angels speak, uh, talking to Mary after that. And now everybody, suddenly, we're thinking about the birth of John the Baptist from an <laughs> old woman. Miracles started happening everywhere. They were so happy about John the Baptist, and all of a sudden, there comes Mary with an angel speaking to her. 
And then dreams for Joseph. Giving him direction. Go get your wife. It's a dream. And then don't stay here. Move to Egypt. I mean, God was doing all kinds of things in a very short time. Everybody was, imagine the angels that came to the shepherds in the field. Just multitudes of angels because God was ready to do a thing now. It was time for the Savior to come into the world. And so God was doing a a lot of things happening. And then suddenly after that, it seemed like silence. For about 30 years. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, John the Baptist. And the whole nation was taken by that. What am I trying to convey to you? When your season comes, and it's coming, can I hear an amen? When your season comes. And to me today, your season is here. By reason of the covenant. By reason of the covenant you have with God, your season is here. There is no need to wait anymore. Because your season is here by reason of the covenant. A day is like a thousand years. Your season is here and God is on your side. And whatever in my mind as pastor and a servant of God, I'm telling you that I believe your season is here. You can decide to believe it and you can decide, well, he's just a pastor, he's just talking. No, I'm God's servant. And that's not boasting. He called me. I know that without a doubt. Your season is here. And whatever you've been dreaming about, God's going to, be start, God's going to start working on it for you. God's going to start working on it for you to bring you to another place. For his name's sake. He says he leads us in the paths of righteousness. For what? For his name's sake. And the paths of righteousness is filled with good stuff. Amen. When he leads you in the paths of righteousness, there is a lot of blessing in the paths of righteousness. There is no cursing in the path path of righteousness. And all you got is good stuff. Yeah, you may go be going through something. But like I said before, whenever you're going through something in your life, it's not like God is against you. He's training your hands for warfare. So you can be the victor and not the victim. And none of us will be the victim. Can I hear an amen? We will always be conquerors in Christ Jesus. Because that's what the word tells us. And God cannot lie. We are more than conquerors. Oh, wow. Can you raise your right hand, please? Oh, raise it. Say it to God and to the world. I am more than a conqueror. By reason of the covenant. That's it. 
He's the covenant God has made with us as good and better than the covenant in my mind with Abraham. You see, we have that in Jesus Christ because it's the new covenant. Amen. Dealing with Abraham, it says in verse, uh, chapter 15, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. Can you imagine God was still calling in Abraham? Can you see that? And he knew he was going to change his name, Right? But at this time, he was still Abraham to God. Because the season for acceleration had not come. God called him Abraham here. I am your shield. I want you to say that to yourself today. This is great. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Say that to yourself constantly. God, you are my shield and my exceedingly great reward. And God cannot lie. If you are a believer and you have received, you see, Satan wants to put us down. And make us feel like, you know, God's not really with you. And you must have done something and all of that. And you feel bad about your relationship with God. And you can't even pray because you feel bad. No, that's not what God said. If you receive Christ, then you are righteous. You have been made righteous. You didn't make yourself righteous. God made you righteous. And if God makes you righteous, nobody can make you unrighteous. You can't even make yourself unrighteous. Amen. Because God made you righteous. Yes, you sin. But God says if you confess, you're forgiven. And he cleanses you from what? After he's cleansed you from all unrighteousness, why are you looking for unrighteousness? (laughs) He's gone, right? Where's my unrighteousness? Where is it? You'll be looking for a long time. It's not there anymore. Because God has already cleansed you from all unrighteousness. Say with me. I am righteous before God. Hallelujah. That's who we are. God called. He says, I am your exceedingly great reward. Can you imagine if you really believe that? You will never have a night of anxiety and worry. You can't. Because God is your exceedingly, it can be uh, exceedingly, you know, whatever. But God said exceedingly great reward. Because he's God. He's bigger than everything else. So I can believe in God that he is my exceedingly the great reward. But Abraham said, Lord, uh, what will you give me 
sin. I am I go childless. The guy was hearing some great words, but he was thinking about his situation. How many of us do that? You know, God speaking to us from a lofty place, and then we're saying, Come down to my level. I have some good problems here. He complained, and what God did is he said, Now no, come, Abraham. Abraham, come out. Look up, look up to the sky. Can you count the stars? He goes, One, two, three, four, five. Hey, God, uh, I can't do that. Too many. And God says, So shall your kids be. And he believed it. Abraham believed it. And it was counted to him for righteousness. But then the time came. Three chapters later, it was God's time. In chapter 17, God actually changed his name and said, You're no longer going to be called Abraham, but Abraham, the father of many nations. So, Abraham, if he met you, he will say, uh, How are you? You say, My name is Josh. He says, my name is the father of many nations. <laughs> he said, what did you say? That's your name? Yes, the father of many nations. You know what he was doing, what God was making him do? Confess it. Speak it. Speak it. And so he did that from chapter 17. And then he was convinced that his wife was incomplete. Convinced God had to make that come to pass. So God appeared. He says, Abraham was at his door and he looked up and there were three men. All of a sudden he recognized those three people. He knew they were not ordinary humans. And he fell on his face and welcomed them. He said, let me help you. Just can you stay around, please, and let me get you some food. And they said, yes. I was thinking about that. If God comes around and you are able to recognize him, and you say, I'm going to serve you. And if you read the scripture, Abraham actually ran and getting ready to, to just to take care of them. He talked to his wife, servants, everybody was moving just to get them something to eat. And when you read the scripture, after he brought the food to them, Abraham stood away and was watching them eat. He just watched them eat. And then all of a sudden, God started speaking. Next year, by this time, that seed that we have been talking about all these years, probably 25 years, the time has come. That's your portion in Jesus' name. The time has come for divine acceleration in your life. No longer, we don't need to wait anymore. We don't need to wait anymore. God sent his son to bless us. 
I don't want to go into the details of that, but I want to go into other parts. Get this. And it's true. Increase is God's desire for your life. I don't care what you've done in the past. If you take Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, what God wants for you is increase. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes watching individuals. I've seen it in my own family also. <laughs> when we started the church, it was in my house. And I had a lot of debts. We had one vehicle. It was old. I got little kids. I remember, you know, I was into this ministry thing. I didn't know what was going on. I go to a church and preach. Two services filled with people. No offering. Angela said, I was the message. It was great. Service was great. Because people were coming for prayer. They had no time, no time for offering. Pastor said, we don't dig into our general funds. We just give you this amount. <laughs> Minus my ticket to travel. I, I came back home with nothing. I had a church I preached in. They didn't take an offering. The pastor, somebody got healed. And the pastor was almost like in tears. And walked away. No offering for me. Angela says, how was the service? It was great. How was the offering? Uh, let's not talk about that. And I'll come back home every time. I don't know what was going on. And, and in the last church, the pastor said to me, uh, do you want us to take the offering before you preach? Or after you preach? I've learned that after I preach, I get no offering. <laughs> So I said, uh, I don't care what they give before I preach. Just give me the offering first before I preach. I don't want pastor walking away and I don't get anything. And God really worked. I had, I had so many debts at that time. They would call. And this, they harassed me. <laughs> Different ones would call. And one day, one was really harassing me and saying, you got to pay this amount, I think it's $200 this month, or you got to pay this. Otherwise, and he kept yelling at me and screaming. And I asked him, what company do you represent? And he said, this company, I said, listen, if I give you, if I give you $200, you, your company, the money I owe, you are at the bottom. I owe more people that have, that I owe more money than yourself. If I give you this money, what do you expect me to give to the others? I can't pay this. <laughs> you are at the bottom of those that I owe money to. I mean, listen, you are at the bottom. I can't pay you this. The guy was quiet. He didn't harass me anymore. He left me alone.
<laughs> it's funny to you. No, I was about to cry. <laughs> it was crying time. What's going on? And I'm saying, God, I am doing your work. What's going on? And then our one vehicle broke down. <laughs> and I had to call church members to take me wherever I want to go. But that season is over. Season is over. That's your portion. So when you're going through that time, like it says, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. And your season is not yet. But keep and don't let your hope in God be diminished don't go back on your prayer life and don't stop going to church because things are not going well at this time but God is sometimes I believe God is testing you to see if you will be faithful to him when things don't go well. And if he sees that regardless of what's happening to you, you are still seeking him, you are still giving, you are praying, you are studying your scriptures, you are attending Sunday school, and you are being faithful, then he's found a friend. Just like he found in Abraham. He's found a friend. And then all of a sudden things begin to change. And you don't, you can't even understand it. <laughs> I remember uh, Chris Fontes. Can you permit me, brother? I was praying with Chris. He was torturous. We prayed every morning. He would come in, we would pray, we lay hands on him and pray for a job. And the job was not coming. And I'm saying, God, it's, it's getting really long now. What's going on? Why can't he find a job? We cried out to God. And every time, I, every time he comes in my heart, we sing. You know, because we have to pray for him. You know what God did? Gave him a job with the Astros. Amen. And then the same year, correct me, brother, they won the championship. <laughs> and I went in like a big shot with my brother. <laughs> and they gave him this huge ring. I mean, it was huge. I said, Chris, put that ring in my finger. <laughs> I can't believe this. In a short time, God had elevated this man. Now, I'm wearing a champ, U.S. championship baseball ring in my finger. I was showing everybody. <laughs> I went to their, their, where they were serving food. Give me that food. 
Astro's food. I'll eat. This is wonderful. The drink also, I want it. Everything you guys are doing. Divine acceleration. Divine acceleration. God, God's desire for you is increased. You have to believe it. It's increased. And you can believe it. Amen? I know you can. The thing is, change your mind. I'm going to believe this. You have the ability to believe. He's there. God puts it inside of you. Don't struggle and say, well, I, I don't know if I can believe. No, no, no. God created in you the ability to believe his word. You have it. It's when the enemy comes and asks you, begins to ask you, uh, did God say, have you, have you read in Genesis? Did God say, now it's time to put doubt in your heart. But you can believe. You can believe. Listen to what God did with the children of Israel in Egypt. He says, but the children of Israel were fruitful. Guess what? Every one of you have become a Jew. We were we are now being grafted into the nation of Israel. So every one of you is an Israelite in the spirit. Not in the flesh, but in the spirit. That's who you are. And so God said in this word, the children of Israel were fruitful. And you will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. You will be fruitful. They were fruitful and they increased abundantly. God was blessing them. They multiplied, grew exceedingly mighty. Amen. I like the Ark Fellowship to be that way. Amen. We grow to be exceedingly, not mighty, but exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Can you believe if we have all Christian people? Talking positive all over the place. The whole Cyprus is filled with believers. The unbelievers can't handle it. They move to another town. Excuse me. <laughs> so these Christians are bothering me. And they move. Can you imagine how that could be? It's going to be really beautiful and wonderful. Amen. They grew. First Kings 4 verse 29. Look at what God can do with a one man's person that believes. Can he do that with you? Yes. Yes. We limit the Holy One of Israel, the God, from the mind. We do that. Every one of us, we do that. We always think about impossible. Well, I don't think I can do that. God, can I make a million dollars? I don't think I can get that. How am I going to do that? 
Who's going to give me the million dollars? Where am I going to get it? With God, the Bible says, is anything too hard for God? Well, if, if, if it's so, if nothing is hard for God, why are you limiting him? Why are we limiting God? When he can bless us. Look at Solomon. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the, on the seashore. He gave him all of these things. Is God able to do that today? Yes! If that's what you desire, God can make it possible. You don't think about me, little me, or my, I don't have the education. There are people who didn't have the PhD and they are wealthy like crazy. Because they had an idea. I always watch this uh, vid- uh, video, uh, ad, my pillow, what did they call it? My pillow man? My pillow guy. I know. I, I don't know his name. Yes, yes. Does he have a DDD or PhD? God gave him an idea. Amen. God just gave him an idea. Largeness of heart. Can God do that in your life? Yes. God can do that in your life if you start expanding in your thinking, because God gave that to you, and there is a dream in your heart. There is a desire where you would like to be. Can God do that for you? Yes. So you keep thinking about it. And you keep talking about it. And you keep believing that God can do this for me. And God will do it. He comes just with a little idea. He can give you a little idea. Somebody sent me something. Door handle stuff. That was very convenient. I don't know how far they go. They went with it, but you can do it. It's easy for door handle. I don't know how they got that. But God can give you a simple idea if you believe it for it. If you believe it for it. But if you say, well, you know, this is the way things have always been for my family. Uh, we're just going to survive. Who told you God wants you just to survive? Where did you get that from? God doesn't want you to survive. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be increased in life. That's his desire. It's written in the book. God didn't just do this for Solomon where he became so wealthy. It's funny. You're giving money to somebody who is wealthier than yourself. That was what was happening to Solomon. People that didn't have as much as he had, would bring goods to him and gold and all of that, and he had more than they had. Why? Because God was with him. And God was walking through him. And God can do the same thing in your life. You have a profession right now, and you're thinking, this is where I'm going to stay, this is where I'm going to die. (laughs) This is all that I'm going to do. Well, can God take you? 
If you are an employee, can you become an employer? Yes. But you've got to think about it. And start believing God. And saying, God, I want you to do this. That's the way I feel about our vision to reach Nigeria. That's my vision. I believe it. I don't know what's going to happen. I've come, you know, I just recently, I was telling Pastor Larry, I came across a situation that made me feel, oh my God, this thing is going down. And then I found out it was a great opportunity. It's even better than what I thought, (laughs) you know. Everything turned around. I was a little down because I thought, oh my God, what's going to go in? I'm being very frank with you. And then all of a sudden, I realized, wow, this is wonderful. It's going to be even better than before. And God will do it. Amen? Before I close, I want to share this scripture, which you already know. And it has to do with you asking. If you don't ask, there's nothing to receive. According to the scriptures, you have to ask. If you ask something that you can handle, you're not dealing with Almighty God. You understand? If you can handle it, why, why, why talk to him about it? But if you're asking something that is way above, that's God. Amen? That's God. That's something if you talk to your friend about, though probably, <laughs> he's nuts. <laughs> he's crazy. Where does he think he's going to get the only thing he's talking about? And if you are really flippant about it, talking about it all the time, they know you are nuts. But then when they begin to see the beginning of it, they wonder if you are really nuts. And before long, they begin to see God's hand in your life. We limit the Holy One of Israel. We limit. My mind, you know, I don't know where this is going. I don't have any um, motive apart from, I just want to win souls. And I want you all to come along with me. I, I want to see that. That would be the greatest joy for me. When I go with our people to uh, Africa for missions, and I watch them praying with people and things, I, 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 I want to just sit down and just... So joyful to see that happening. Because I'm not the one. They're doing it. It's joyful for me. I don't know. I get so much pleasure from that than for me doing it, doing praying with people. I, it's just something that I love to see. And I'm, my desire is for the whole church, our church, some of you that you don't think too much, God may use you as a church planter here in the United States. I already have one that talked to me. Two. I have two. And I'm, my mind is, God, please help us. We are going to plant churches here. Not just in Nigeria, but here also in the United States. And now you don't think you can be a pastor, but you will be one. Whether you like it or not. No, kidding. 
God's going to give that gift to you. And uh, may he never, when you are the one, may he never give you rest. And that's going to be my prayer. God, don't let them rest until they say, I'm tired. Yes, I'm going to go. Then I'll rejoice. Amen? Listen to this. To know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ. That's what God wants. For us to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. You can't understand the love of God. It's beyond your understanding. But it's real and it's there. And you can feel it in your life when you receive him. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. When you know the love of God for your life. No matter what's going on in your life. God is there with you. You got to know that. To know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. Then he goes, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, above all, above all, above all, above all, that we ask or think. God's able to answer your prayer and go beyond it. Exceedingly beyond it. Above all you can ask or the word is imagine. Imagine. Dream. I'm not talking about just sleeping for a dream. Dream in your heart for the kingdom. As it says in the scripture, seek first the kingdom of God. It's not about the money. It's not about the house. It's not about anything. Like I was saying to somebody, uh, you have a Bentley? I have a Toyota. We're going to church. You get there, and I'll get there too. It's not about the Bentley. It's not about the house. Big or small, I just need a place to sleep and rest after I come back from work. You can have a big house. That's wonderful. Nothing wrong with that. You can have a Bentley. Nothing wrong with that. If God is blessed, you can have that. But for me, uh, those things are okay. If God wants to give it to me, I'll take it. He give me a resource, I'll take it. But my life doesn't consist of those things. I want the kingdom of God. I want to see people saved. That's the most important thing for me in life. You know. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us. The power to, uh, this thing is is already there. The power of imagination. You may think your thinking is God speaking to you. And when God starts doing that, I know how he deals with me. When he starts talking to me like that, I could hardly sleep. Sometimes I beg him, please, my mind, please let me sleep a little bit. Because these thoughts just keep coming. 
And it's not thought of, of you know, I need, I need a call and something like this. It's just about what I need God to do for me. And finally, God says in his word, I will make my covenant between me and you. Amen? Guess who you are? You're a covenant person. You have the covenant with God personally. We always want to think about, well, we have the new covenant. No! God is making a covenant, an agreement between you and himself personally. And you have to acknowledge that. That God has a covenant with me and my family. And it goes beyond me to my children and their children and their children and their children because I have a covenant with him and he will keep his covenant. You are a covenant person. Why? Because God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. And you have to understand that and begin to believe that. And when you believe that, you lose fear. Fear is gone. Amen? No matter what comes to you, you have no fear. You can trust God. You can have challenges. I have challenges. I have no fear. I know the one in whom I believe. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I have no fear. No fear of any evil. That's the way we should believe God. I have, it says... And I will make my covenant with you. Has he done that? Did Jesus die on the cross? What we did this morning is a covenant, right? Every time we do that, it's like we are renewing ourselves in the covenant with God. And so if God says, I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you, how? Exceedingly. You keep hearing the word exceeding, 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 exceeding. That should tell you something. That's what God wants for your life. And we are, all we need to do, and we are believers, we just believe that. And all we need to do is just keep speaking it over your life. Like I said, these days I just go, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. It's not going to happen. Because God is my shepherd. There was a time there. That time is gone. I have a new season with my God. Amen? And you have a new season with your God. Stand up with me this morning. I'm looking at God's people this morning. Everybody here. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior... Make sure you pray this prayer with me. If you do that, today will be the day heaven. The Bible tells us very clearly in the scriptures. One person that's saved. One person that gives their lives to Jesus. Changes. Everything that's going on in heaven. Because it says there will be great joy for one person that gives their life to Christ. You see how important you are to God? Just one person, all the angels, 
will be rejoicing and the heavenly father himself is not going to say angels you guys rejoice I'm just busy with my no he's rejoicing over your life as well that's how important you are all you have to do is turn your life to God so if you're here today you heard the message God wants to bless you people think Christianity is a bore makes you boring no it's very exciting I've been in this for tens of, you know, years. Years. And God has been good to me and my family. Would you receive him today? All heads bow, please. If you're here today, there's no shame about it. There was a time I had to do this. If you're here today and you need Jesus in your life, all you need to do is raise your hand quickly. Do that. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. See that hand. Thank you. See, see that. Pray with me now, every one of you. God loves you. God will never be against you. I know that because the scripture says that. It's always on your side. Whether you're doing something right or you're not doing something. As long as you acknowledge him, he's there with you. So those, those that raise your hand, and if even if you don't raise your hand, but you really want to give your life to Christ, he will still answer if you say this prayer and you mean it from your heart. Say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Lord Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I bless your name today and believe I am your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you put your hands together and clap for those that did that? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And if you did that today as a servant of God, I want to welcome you into his kingdom. There's a lot of things to discover in this kingdom, I'm telling you. I'm still discovering a lot. And uh, it's all good. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for your, your people today. Let this day and beyond this very day be a time of great joy and blessing for their family and them in their lives. I bless your name and I thank you for the I thank you for every one of them. I love them with all my heart. Because they're your people. Be merciful to everyone that's in trouble. And bless them, Lord. And deliver them from evil and every plan of Satan against their lives. I bless them today in your name. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.